It's time to watch The Muppet Show with special guest Don Knotts. favorite character of that yeah, show. Yeah, she sucks. Celia, favorite character of that show. And Doug. Love Doug. Doug does rule. If you guys don't know anything about me, I love a Doug. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but Doug rules. He can. He has that, like, what, synesthesia? What is it called? Synesthesia. synesthesia. You can see colors. Yeah, you can see colors. So that's what makes him a good accountant. He associates colors with numbers. Yeah, so good. Okay. Anyway. Um, it's time to watch The Muppets, Oh my Megan. god! It's we not time to watch Weeds. Um, Start with season two. That's all I have to say. We watched the Don Knotts episode of The Muppet Show. Season two, episode one. Don Knotts. Originally aired November 28th, 1977. New opener. New opener. And it was good. And I suddenly it was like, this is familiar. Yeah. You know, like this New is the opener. opener that you're, I am sorry. This Lime is Lacroix makes me so like, burpy. Yeah. Where they're like, almost it reminds you of like, a, like like a, 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 an apartment building. Oh yeah, people singing out their window. It right? was like it was very like Italian, like COVID. Yes, that's what it reminds you of. Yeah, like at six o'clock, we're gonna go. You know, like it's so thank funny. Healthcare workers or whatever. Isn't it so funny? It's like okay, like New York thanked healthcare workers, but if you look at like images or video from Italy during COVID <laughs> lockdown, people are out painting, they're singing, yeah. they're entertaining each other. Like there's just like so much vibrancy. Yeah. it's like here's the difference of culture. It's like healthcare workers come home and everybody in New York claps and bangs pots and pants. Uh-huh. Italy, everyone's doing like art out on their balcony. <laughs> I think it's the wrong time to get a trumpet, Meg, because I, this is me shoehorning in that I have a trumpet now. Oh, yeah. You got to tell us about the trumpet. After the ambulance or we'll something passes. Oh, we should. Thank you, healthcare workers. Um, so I got, yeah, I got a trumpet. And I'm very bad at it. And it's purple. It's purple. I didn't think you were so bad at it. You know to you know the embouchure and to blow in it and then to like go beep, beep, beep. Instead just of just bl- blowing what you think the song should sound like, uh-huh. which is what I did when I got a flutophone. That's kind of what you have to do, though, because like to play the trumpet so far, it's like you have to like... Bashy clouds of I've seen skies oh, yeah. of green. <laughs> um, okay. So let's get into this episode. This episode of The Muppet Show, which I am like repeating myself. I feel like a crazy idiot. Bump, right bump, now. bump. The Don Knotts episode airing originally on November 20th, 1977. This very much felt like a, almost a whole new show. It felt like a new show, and also, like, I am so sad that, like, Don Knotts isn't one of my personal friends. He was so good. Like, this episode started with a cold open, cold which open, I thought was yeah. so surprising, too. Cold open. Scooter finds guest star Don Knotts cowering in the corner, scared of Gorgon Heap that shares his dressing room. He's not even a Gorgon, just saying. Uh, she's not even a Gorgon. Well, you're right. Gorgons she's are women. Woman. Yeah. Gorgons are women. Yeah, this character was presented as a woman. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. <clears throat> well, she, she sorry says, I misgendered her. What's the matter, sweetie? Gorgon Heap growls. You don't like chorus girls? Yeah, we, we looked up what a Gorgon was. Oh no! I, I'm a lesbian. I know okay, what a I thought is. it was like a gargoyle. Dykes and gorgons. 
It's a thing. So after our first ever cold open, we go to the Muppets theme song and opening titles. Our first bit, though, this episode was the Gingerbread Man singing Sweet Gingerbread Man. That was really cool, and I liked this. I hated this. Really? I hated it. So, I was like, what a stupid thing to do. Why did you hate it? I hated it. Like, I'd rather have seen Mom and Jones. I loved the way that it ended, that the, the cookie oh. like, fell and everything. First of all, ending was perfect. Yeah. They got the ending right. And that it was like the whole four skit. guys dancing in the background to what was obviously a, a Muppet, like... Right yeah, front and center in front of the camera. I thought that was really cool. Well, yes, it and they was looked cool. so similar. Like there, it was kind of flawless. Okay, I think because I watched on my phone. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I'm getting a look, but you're right. Like the scale, I think, was really cool. They really worked that yeah, out. Yeah, I think I I messed up because I watched on my phone. I watched it on my phone too. Megan. Yeah, but I watched it while I was getting doing my makeup. I watched it on the phone in the parking lot waiting to pick up my wife from work. I figured that's when you were going to so. watch it. it, 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 it <laughs> the way Je- the way Jim intended us to watch this, yes. Megan. On our I phones. I like to say. On our phones. It while wasn't doing that other bad. It's like, you know what I hate? I hate Christmas stuff any time of the year other than Christmas season because I can't stand Christmas as it is. So it's like I grin and bear it during the holiday. Because it did seem. When did this air in October? It aired in late November. Oh. So, like, as you're getting so ready fair. for Christmas. Right? Ugh, that's annoying. So, okay. So fair. I have a real fucking question for you now because this kind of bothered me. Our next bit. In the introduction for the next number, Fozzie Bear announces that he's helping Kermit plan tonight's show. Kermit comes out and jokes that Fozzie's plan that Fozzie plans his parts and Kermit plans the good parts. Fozzie then introduces a trip into inner space. Kermit's an abusive boss. Did they just now give Fozzie eyebrows? I've never seen these eyebrows before. When did Fozzie get eyebrows? Wait, this is a Medela effect. I think it is. When did Fozzie get eyebrows? Let's look up a picture of Fozzie from season one. These eyebrows are so expressive. So Fozzie and Phyllis Stiller, ready? Yes. I think they gave Fozzie eyebrows because he wears sunglasses later and you need him to be expressive in the eyes so they can do stuff with his eyebrows. This drove me nuts. I'm like, I've never seen this dude have eyebrows before in my entire life. (gasps) Doug. Am I right? No, he has eyebrows. Fuck off. What do they look like? Not exactly. Are they this prominent? No. They're blackish. He definitely got them like not the TV show. He got them done for this. He had some enhancements here. Look. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? Maybe they're kind of covered by the hat. No, a you know bit what? Too. You know what? What do they get now? Micro needling or threading or something? Yeah, he had them threaded before yeah. the episode. All right. All right. Can I tell you? I hope you have a similar opinion. This was my absolute favorite thing we've ever seen on the Muppet Show. This next bit. Allow me to read out this mm-hmm. part. A screaming thing says that on the outside, he's very calm. But on the inside, he sings, The windmills of your mind. To describe the endless turmoil in his brain, he ends up running off stage through Statler and Waldorf's box and falls down into the audience. Two pigs carry him away. This was so fucking funny. It was really, really, really cute. Well I done. I this well done. so, so much. Okay, so now I'm looking this up. The song was... Lyrics were written by Alan and Marilyn Bergman with music by Michael Lee Grand. It was originally in the movie The Thomas Crown Affair. I've never seen that, heard of it, anything. Really? The Thomas Crown Affair was um, remade recently. Recently. Within the last ten years. Starring when did um, they Tom s- Hanks. When did they stop buying new ideas? When do you think? 
Um, you're asking In me, <laughs> when did IP become the end-all, be-all? I don't know. Oh, you said it was remade recently? Do you mean 1999? Because <laughs> that's what comes up. Either 1968 or 1999. Brosnan, right? And Rene Russo? Let's Not Tom Hanks? The original. I'm thinking of the Larry Crown. Larry Crown. Faye Dunaway and Steve McQueen. Okay. The remake. A bored millionaire, Thomas Crown, Steve McQueen. I will watch this. Steve McQueen rides motorcycles. I will watch this. Uh, concocts and executes a brilliant scheme to rob a bank with ha- without having to do any of the work himself. When Vicki Anderson, Faye Dunaway, an investigator for the bank's insurance company, takes an interest in Crown... The two begin a complicated cat and mouse game with a romantic undertone. I won't watch this. I'm going to stop reading now. And now, in 1999, quote, very recently, a very rich and successful playboy amuses himself by stealing artwork, but may have met his match in a seductive detective. This one's starring Pierce Brosnan and Rene Russo. No, Dennis Leary. Okay. Dennis Leary, favorite role Dennis Leary's in. Okay. Okay. Tell me. Okay. Um, You like Dennis Leary in... Um, his one stand-up special? Demolition Man. Oh, and Demolition Man. Yeah, Demolition Man. He plays like the eco-terrorist, right? Yes. He lives underground like... in the sewers. Yeah. That movie fucking rules. When can the kids watch that movie? Demolition Man? I probably watched it when I was Ben's age, so maybe soon. <laughs> Remember when we could just watch things? Yes. Remember when like we had parental controls on AOL and we were like, yeah, we know more about computers than you do, so we're going to just... Can I tell you? Adjust this. I used to... I know you can't incriminate yourself on this podcast. <laughs> I used to fully believe <laughs> that the movie Demolition Man was not just a direct sequel to Speed, but a continuation of the movie Speed. In your child's mind. In my child's mind, my dad and I watched them back to back, and I believe that not only does Sandra Bullock help save the bus at the end of Speed, but that she helps in such a manner that she becomes a cop in the future. And she and um, Sylvester Stallone then go on to stop future crimes. What's your Stallone impression? That was mine. <laughs> I should probably say something. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything to say either. That's it. Uh. Oh, I'm, from the, I'm from the past. Watching the Muppets here. No, yeah. I can't say anything. All I can do is just make Adrian! From Philadelphia. Rambo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is Rambo and Contra related or just like in theory? Or are they? I'm just connecting. I think they are. Really? Yes. Why do I feel like they're they're like jungle terrorists, right? Mm -hmm. Or something? Jungle army men? You can't call army men terrorists. Not when you live in this country. (laughs) Backstage, Floyd Pepper wants to talk to Kermit about the closing number. Fozzie hides behind his clipboard as Kermit happily tells Fozzie, sorry, Kermit happily tells Floyd that the bear was the one who came up with the idea of playing lullaby in Birdland to close the show. To their surprise, Floyd is happy with the number. It's a jazz classic. Fozzie is thrilled. Okay, so this what still do I have brings to say up the about point this? that yeah. like, Floyd <laughs> is the leader are, of the band. The leader really of are. the pack. Also, I just want to let you know that I support our troops. Please don't sue me or contract to kill me. Like, Everything's cool. No one's going to sue you, Megan. Right. I'm scared. Megan supports the troops. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Floyd 
is the leader of the band, but it's so weird that it's not his band by title. It's Dr. Teeth's band. No, he's, not yet. He's just no. They a never cog in the Electric Mayhem. They never mention Dr. Teeth in the they Electric don't. Mayhem. It's they don't. They say it's it's Mayhem. Do Electric Mayhem. Like why? 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 We're so why young. is Floyd? We we're don't so know. young. Why is Floyd presenting himself as if he is the leader, though? No, no, no. Floyd is the leader. And he's not just presenting himself as a leader. People are addressing him as the leader. Yeah, and he was sent as a representative of them. Remember? Yeah. Last season? Or you've forgotten last season? I remember last season when they want to change the theme song, right? Yep. That was the Kay Ballard episode? Yep. Right? Wow, you're really good. I remember last season. You really remember. Remember, remember. Um, our next bit, this has got a lot of blurb, so bear with me while I get this out. You're blurb. Right. Oh, that is a long blurb. <clears throat> Don presents Beast of the Week, a children's program presenting hideous and grotesque creatures. Don, unve- you're going to talk what? I watched Mrs. Doubtfire the other day. I know I told you guys in the last podcast. You remember that part, I Mrs. really Doubtfire? thought you were going to let me get this out. No. I said, no. I said, this is a lot. Let me get this right. out. Ready? Doug's going to no. start over from what the beginning. What happened with Mrs. Doubtfire, no, remember Megan? Okay, who's the guy... children's show at the end Who's the guy with, like, the sort of, like, red hair that, like, goes, like... Oh, he's in Step Brothers, and, he ha- and he's, like, a serious actor and a comedy John actor. John C. Riley. John C. Riley. Mm-hmm. No. Is it John C. Riley? Yes. He's in Step Brothers, and he's kind of a serious actor. He was also in the movie The Perfect Storm. Was he also in the movie with Kate Beckinsale? Is it Kate Beckinsale? Uh, the the one, the room, not the room, but the one where all they do is argue. It was like a play adapted the one to a where movie. All they do is argue, John. Yeah, let's look up John C. Riley. I could Riley. I could also just look up a picture of him, and that would. So John C. Riley was also in Chicago. No, he was. In- <laughs> That's not what I'm thinking of. <laughs> I'm in a mood. Fucking kill me. You are in a mood. Because I'm like, I'm trying to name other things to help you, like, get it out. It's and dark I, out now, dog. have seen Chicago. I have. Uh, <laughs> but if you're going to talk about Chicago, there's, like, so okay. many other things to talk about besides John C. Riley. Um, he was in it's uh, called Anchorman. Like, it's called, like, Argument or something. Carnage? Carnage, yeah. Is that it? Yep. He was in a movie called Carnage with Kate Winslet yep, and Jodie Foster, Did I Christoph say- Waltz. You said Kate Winslet. Yes, it is that movie. Thank you. Okay, anyway, Carnage. we're talking about the right person. Two pairs of parents hold a cordial meeting after their sons are involved in a fight. Though as their time together progresses, increasingly childish behavior throws the discussion into chaos. Did you ever watch a boring movie that you were like, eh, it wasn't so bad? Yes. That's this movie. I can feel that from the premise alone. Yeah. Good that acting. Feels like a fine movie. Good acting, but like I wouldn't watch it again. So anyway, John, John C. Riley. So the guy Mrs. in Mrs. Doubtfire who does like the thing with the dinosaurs is like the prerequisite look to John C. Riley. Mm-hmm. Do you now, know who that was? No, look him up. No, of course I don't know. You're the one who tells me these things, Doug. Uh, in season two of the Muppet Show, we're rebranding to being called Look It Up. <laughs> Ready? Look it up, Doug. Doubtfire. You know how Mrs. Doubtfire finds her name? You remember that part, right? No, I do not. First of all, he's in the bath, mm-hmm. right? What man do you know takes a bath? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm totally joking. Um, Lots of A men. lucky man. Is, oh my what God, is that? Like... from The Simpsons. You know what kind of man owns a tea set? You know what kind of boy owns a tea set, Edna? 
lucky, lucky man. <laughs> a lucky boy, actually. Actually, uh, I'm, I'm totally joking about that. Who the fuck could you be talking to? Stop hitting People your mic. probably think I'm a mess and that I'm also, like, genderist and Is don't support the troops. No. But I'm not. I'm just kidding and I'm just not that funny. You like how I expanded Mrs. Doubtfire to like this season as well? Okay, Megan, I'm I'm really fucked up right now because I'm looking through Mrs. Doubtfire. I scrolled all the way to the bottom of the cast listing for the movie. Please look at me. Look at me. Look at me. One of the characters here, Nikki Smedley, played young woman on the street, uncredited. <laughs> Click. Who do they famously play? They play Lala on the Teletubby. Oh my god, full circle! You really are. You're trying so hard to bring this full circle. You have nothing interesting to say about Mrs. Doubtfire. I am moving on. Okay, move on, but we'll find... I'll, I'll text you that picture this week. You find me something. Yeah, I'll have to like put it on again and just text the picture. Don presents Beast of the Week, a children's program presenting hideous and grotesque creatures. Don unveils a baby creature that was just discovered. A cute little furball who's never been away from his mother before. To Don's surprise, the baby bites its way out of an escape. Maybe it's not cage. red hair. <laughs> Megan, that looks like house. That does look like house. <laughs> Every time you interrupt me, I have to start it over again. I'm sorry, my memory does not serve me well. Look at this horrible picture. You're going to have to edit all this out. <laughs> no, I need to save that. I don't, Robin Williams was, he was a lot of fun in that movie. But there's a lot of weird about that movie. Oh my god! And a lot of like cringy. Shit I'm sorry. Like in that the movie little too. boy wouldn't even shake Mrs. Doubtfire's hand after he peed standing up, and then said, "Uh, I'm your dad." And he was like, "Oh, I, I, that's cool, but I don't, I don't want to touch you." I'm like, "Are you serious? Like, why?" But Don I, wrestles the baby under yeah. control and just in time because its mother discovers the baby is missing. She could get very upset. But then Don hears a growl. It's the mean mama come to collect her child. Yeah, but she you make it sound like it street. happened very quickly. It was very drawn out. It was drawn out. This was a lot of fun. I thought this was I cool. I loved it. Yeah, but yeah. the mama doesn't come until like the end. And you no. don't even learn of the mama until the end. And the way he, like, the, this was so experimental too. Like, I loved in it. In that, like, it was maybe obviously on a string at points and kind of moving around. And then it moves around throughout his coat and everything. It was really cool. And his facial expressions, of course, and the way he acted. And this is what I'm saying. Like, last season, I was like, they're not exploiting these actors for, like, what they do. You know what I mean? No, and Don Knotts is over-the-top acting. But even this felt subtle and and correct. It wasn't over-the-top, like, over-the-top. it was great. It was, like, natural. It was like if a bug was crawling all over you, Don Knotts did this perfectly. I absolutely agree. Perfectly. Do you know Don Knotts? I was tickled to watch this. Don Knotts died on my birthday. Don Knotts died on your birthday? I know. And you know that the 20... You are shocked. You know the... No, because you know how many CDs I made that were like 23rd of November, Uh 25th of November, you know, and never on your birthday of the 24th? It's such a random date in November. Well, my birthday's in February. I mean, but, February. Did I say, did I say November? Saying November? Because you know why? Because I kept died. saying, remember, remember, and isn't that in November? The 5th of November. Yeah, anyway. Sky Fox. I don't know that. February 24th, 2006. Feb- he died 24th. Doug's birthday. He died in 81. You are in a, such a certain way. It's really great I to hit, kick off this new season. I hit a tire on the way here. Uh-huh. And my the whole undercarriage of my car is like 
down and out right now. So yeah, I'm in a I'm in a way. I'm so sorry, Megan. It's okay. It's a definitely like a, a an American problem question mark. A country where you have to drive everywhere question mark. Problem? It's definitely a commuter problem. Commuter problem. How's that? Yeah, I like that. Floyd tells Fozzie that the band is so pleased with Fozzie's choice for the final number, they've decided to elect him an honorary hip person. But I love the way he talks like, hey, man. I love the way Fozzie talks after he's told he's cool. Fozzie says whatever all the time. And he's like, whatever. And he doesn't say it right. He's not cash. He's just like, he's like, whatever. But how many of us are like that? Absolutely. Yeah, like, whatever. Whatever. This is my United States of whatever. I cannot fucking stand you because I thought of that song for the first time in ten years two days ago. That's Officer Leroy. And I was like, hey. And he was like, hey, I thought I told you. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Damn. I wonder if there's people who even know what that song is. That is from a, a very specific period of time in our not so far away past. It was a Liam Lynch song called United States of Whatever. Can you put? Yeah. I went down to the beach and saw Kiki. She was all like, eh, and I'm like, whatever. <laughs> Can I tell you how much my dad loved this song? Dice in the alley. Officer Leroy comes up. He's like, hey, I thought I told you. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> how did you find that specific point? I. Apple Music is beautiful. You can scroll through lyrics and click wherever you want to hear. Yeah. That is amazing that you know that. Yeah, I love Apple Music. Sponsor us. <laughs> so after Fozzie gets his sunglasses, we move on to Veterinarian's Hospital. The screaming, <laughs> the screaming thing is Dr. Bob's patient. But he has three feet, three left feet. They're getting better at this. They're getting better at this. I loved that this is a callback now. So this dude sang his little song. He ran off the set by mistake. He fucked himself up. And now he's in veterinarian's hospital. They showed him backstage everywhere. This was wonderful. This is connecting the episode. Remember? So if they're not going to do, like, they have their little storyline, but it's Uh a little loose. But then they're showing characters again. Mm -hmm. They're doing so much better already. They already. They went back to the writer's room and they took notes. Especially, this episode is full proof that they took notes and they took, they listened to what folks must have liked about the original series yep. because now, oh man. And they maybe got Fuck, a little bit dude. of money. Okay. Next we move on to Birdie sings a classic music hall song, Burlington Birdie from Bo. Did you know this was the UK spot? Yeah. It was all about being in Britain. Yes, but I did not think this was the UK spot. I thought, two bits from now... Rolf singing What a Wonderful World to a Puppy was the UK spot. That sucked First so hard all, I fast-forwarded. Wait, I'm wait, sorry. We'll, I'm going back we'll to talk, We'll talk about that later. Let's talk about Birdie. But as soon as they started talking about, like, pe- did he mention Pence? and yeah. Not Mike Pence, by the way, but, like, Pence a pound. Like You are really trying. You know what I mean. Like, isn't yeah. Pence, like, a, a British thing? You went to Britain. I you know. I did. I did go to Britain. Remember that time you went to yes. England? Pence. It's two pence, eh? It's a, it's a, it's That's a my cockney. currency. That's yeah. my cockney accent. It's terrible. No, but what I'm saying is, it felt very Mary Poppins to me. Yeah. This Muppet was really interesting looking. I liked him a lot. He had an old neck, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Like, we don't see that in... Let me see his A lot of the neck. other Muppets. He has like veiny, droopy old neck. It's weird. They did a really cool job with him. But I feel like, like this is, I know they were, t- they, 
I guess they supposedly tailored the UK spots to the UK, uh-huh. but this is very tailored to the UK. Yeah. It's all about going to like, where do they live? I don't The know. Queen? Britain. Oh, oh, oh. In Windsor. Uh, what's their last name? Windsor. Windsor Palace. Is it just Windsor Palace? Yeah, that's right. Buckingham. Buckingham. Buckingham Palace. Windsor Palace is not it. Buckingham Palace. <laughs> it's You're Buckingham. Right. And I know that from Cool Runnings when he's like, that's Buckingham Palace, man. I know it from personally. Going there? I went there. Personally, <laughs> yeah. And I saw the changing did you see, of the guard. You saw the changing of the guard? I did. So I worked for a company called, uh-huh. I can't, bleep, bleep. And it was like a British theme company, and one of the nail polishes were called. Megan, I'm sorry. There's one Chain- very British theme Changing company. of the guard. <laughs> well, they can guess. I mean, we have like what? <laughs> Who listens? Your mom. Tens of people listen to this, Megan. <laughs> Tens of people. This is like literally <laughs> us. Like, <laughs> so after the UK spot, Fozzie has a hard time coming on stage to talk to Don. He's wearing his shades, and he can't see where he's going. Don proves that he's cool by wearing his own pair of shades and falls off the stage. This is further proving the point. Take your strong point of your guest, and then pair them with someone who meets their fucking abilities in the talk spot. Pair the comedian with the comedian. Pair a host with Kermit. Pair a fucking woman with Miss Piggy. We don't need Kermit being a creep. Not that oh, we not need that the Yankees, not the Mets. But Piggy, I'm not. I'm I just mean to pigeonhole Piggy as just a woman. Like there's a comedian, there's a host, and there's a woman. But you know what I mean? Like when Miss Piggy can come and be herself, because well, Miss Piggy's like a triple threat anyway, right? She's a singer, dancer, actress. So I'm not wrong with that. But we don't need like these. I don't know. Why wouldn't you pair Don Knotts with Fozzie instead? Absolutely. If you have a musician, have Rolf do the talk spot, maybe. Yeah. Have another or musically Floyd. inclined Muppet do the talk or spot. animal. Not animal. Not animal. Animal brings little to nothing to the table. I'm True. sorry. Truth. So next we move on to Rolf singing What a Wonderful World to a Puppy. Okay. It was not just any puppy. I think it was a, was it a, it was like a. Spaniel. It was a Cocker Spaniel. Yeah. It was an adorable puppy. And I thought to myself, this is for the kids. <sighs> it's for the kids. This is like home. Okay, Homeward Bound was a family movie, uh-huh. right? This yeah. is like a family thing. They're like, well, I feel like with this episode, they were just trying things. They're like, let's throw a puppy in. Maybe they'll like a puppy. Yeah, and even like the um, Don Knotts finding that new animal was very like Mister Wizard or yes, it was. What is that guy who would like Bill Nye the Bill Han- Jack Hanna who would go on like the the uh, the Tonight Show with like a sloth? Oh you yeah, know, like yeah, that yeah, guy. yeah. And he would show off, like, a weird exotic animal or something like that. It reminded me of that, you know? It was pretty cool. I actually really liked that part with Don Knotts. He even he addresses the, the audience of supposed children. Yeah. He says, like, hey, boys and girls, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I actually really, really liked that. But this, it was, like, it showed a picture of a puppy. So, like, it was a little boring, but it also, like, showed a picture of a puppy. So I was like, oh. I hated this. I really did. It was too long. Would you rather have them, there been a Wayne and Wanda? I Yes. I thought this was the UK spot. And I was like, oh, cool. This would be cut if I were watching it in America on television. But it wasn't. It wasn't. It was not the UK spot. You're right. The obvious UK spot was the obvious UK spot, I guess. And I thought to myself today, I'm like, oh, I should know the beats of this show by now. And there's a commercial here. Yeah. So this is where the UK spot goes. You're right. You're right. That was like the halfway point. 
Mm-hmm. Too. But this episode went really fast for me. I think it did too. This was like the fastest episode of the Muppets I've ever watched, and I have been through. We have been through some doozies where yeah, we're. I like, watched all the episodes too, Megan. So. <sighs> Is this episode the end? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, uh, the Harvey Corman episode comes yeah. to mind. Yep. 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 Except when we saw the missing parts, right? Isn't that with the wind blowing? No, no, no. That was the um, Jim Neighbors. Oh, Jim no. Neighbors. Yeah. Jim Neighbors episode sucked until we watched the. Yeah, and then the it DVD was really version. good. Yeah. No, we watched the DVD version and then we watched the Disney version. Why did the Disney version have better stuff in it? That doesn't make sense. They cut it out of the DVD. <sighs> Thank you, Barnes and Noble. Floyd tells Fozzie that one of the band members wants to personally thank him for planning the Birdland Which one? Number. Why don't you call it by its name? Her name? Their name? His name? It was Animal. Oh, it was Animal. Right? To Fozzie's horror, the band member is Animal, who knocks the bear down with Oh, because it was a setup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could be anyone, man. Your Floyd is very good. Anyway, moving right along. And I have to say that they Fozzie said that in the episode. Fozzie said it and it made me laugh. Wait, you say when did the they move? When did they make the Muppets movie? The movie doesn't happen until in between, I think, season three and four. Okay. But that's a good build for that movie. It is They kind of work out the yeah. kinks to make the movie yes. great. Because that movie's great. I love that oh, movie. Oh, it's the most flawless Muppet movie that exists. And it's, well, that's the only Muppet movie I've seen besides the christmas carol one you also saw the new one i saw it in the movie theaters with you on opening day a blur just a blur blur anyway next the swedish chef attempts to make fishy chowder i love the live fishy yes i'm so glad to see him i'm so glad to see veterinarians hospital i'm glad to see these staples of the series that are good and they're being done well but also like veterinarians hospital becoming what it actually is Mm -hmm. where it's like they're just cracking up like yeah it was really good. It was great. It's making fun of soap operas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob! Next week on Veterinarian's Hospital, Piggy says some bullshit. I don't know. You know, she goes through it. She says it. <laughs> she goes through it. I was laying in my bed the other day, and I looked at By the way, I was in the nude, and I... You're going to cut this. And I looked at my body, no, and I... And I <laughs> Lisa walks in, and she sees me making a face, and she's like... What's up? And I'm like, I, I, I'm definitely a porker. I'm definitely a Miss Piggy. And then I felt like upset that I used that like derogatory term porker. Like, uh-huh. how did you dare karate I? chop yourself after that? Yes, I did. Karate chop yourself. I was like, I'm sorry, Miss Piggy. I don't want to use that terminology. <laughs> That's very rude. Anyway. <laughs> Moving right along. Uh, this Swedish chef bit was okay. It wasn't great. It I was liked when the fish stole his stuff. That was funny. Better than not? I wouldn't... I don't know. It was better than, like, the newsflash. Mm-hmm. Or something else they would have yeah, chosen. Yeah, the only funny newsflash that I liked was the one where he, he says, you know, this just in, there is no news. And yeah. he left. I thought that was you really liked, funny. You liked when... Uh, Twiggy ate the microphone. I did like that, too. Because that <laughs> was very, very weird. Yeah, it was weird. So next we move on to the Lullaby of Birdland number is next. Since Floyd is playing vibes for the number, who's going to play bass? Fozzie says not to worry. He's found the perfect bass player. 
Don Knotts. The Electric Mayhem is surprised to find that Don is the bass player that Fozzie was recruited, especially when he sets up the music stand. Sheet music, Dr. Teeth notes. I haven't seen that stuff for years. Don insists that he's hep enough to play with that. Hep was the thing, you know, like hep cat. Yo, I was going to say like hep alien. You don't know what Hep Alien is? No, I know Hep Cat. Uh, Hep Alien is Lane Kim's band from Gilmore Girls, dude. Really? Yeah, dude. Well, you know what I gotta tell you? Didn't really watch Gilmore Girls. They, you know, they, they talk too fast. They talk so fast. They talk so fast in that show. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Kermit thanks Don for being on the show. Fozzie joins them on stage, still tottering behind his dark shades. Floyd breaks the sad news after the Birdland disaster, the band has decided to de-shade the bear. Don confronts Fozzie, telling him Square is beautiful. Um, I'm just learning now why I didn't see this. Where did you watch it? Because on Disney+, Plus, the lullaby of Birdland is cut. I didn't <laughs> and there are references it. to the song. And I'm like, I don't remember this at all. I was going to say, like... I guess they said it was Don was going to fill in the blank. This was totally cut. I didn't see that. On Nickelodeon, they cut the Swedish Chef Swedish chef. Why? Sketch. Kids love Why? Swedish Chef. But honestly, when you said Berlin, I was like, oh boy, I must have been putting my mascara on or something. Like, I don't know. That's I'm thinking. I'm like, how did I miss this? An entire sketch. I yeah. was fully looking at my phone, watching nope, it on my we phone. we didn't see it. Yeah. I'm, but, you know, like, I don't know. Sometimes shit happens while I'm watching The Muppet Show, and I don't realize that it's happening. And I start looking at a water bottle and reading Same. the label or something. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. So yeah, it was not our fault. Not our fault. Cut from the Disney Plus release. We'll have to look it up on YouTube or something. Next week's episode is Zero Mostal. Okay. Do you know? I wanted to ask you about this. Do you know anything about Zero? No. Okay. Do you want to tell me about Zero? Yes. Tepia, Fiddler on the Roof, Broadway. Okay. Second. That's who he is. Have you ever seen the movie The Front? The what? The Front. One of my favorite movies of all time. Do you know what it's about? No. <clears throat> it's about the blacklist in Hollywood. Do you know what the blacklist oh, is? yes. The McCarthy era, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of Jews were persecuted in Hollywood because they thought that they could be communists because, you know what I mean, like, just like gay people. They thought that communism could exploit them for, like, uh-huh. telling their identity or coming out or, like, choosing your, like, brethren over somebody totally a shit show so woody allen is in this movie but he didn't direct it Mm -hmm. and it's i know you're like you're like (laughs) suddenly tensed up yeah i know going it's a really good movie Uh a really really it's called the front it's in black and white okay and it's not like timey boring no it's so good watch the movie (laughs) the front it's so good but zero mistel okay is just like a show stopper like he is a looking at his picture now he's very familiar looking this episode originally aired december 7th 1977 he must have been old here is the premise of the episode this is it well the front must have been made in the 70s right i'll look at that up you look that up while i do this you ready statler and waldorf decide to watch tv in their box instead of watching the show meanwhile kermit can't make payroll but the muppet theater owned by jp gross the Muppet Theater owner, J.P. Gross, says he'll give him the money if he puts good old-fashioned entertainment back in the show, meaning lady wrestlers. Only one shows up, an old but very tough lady named Granny the Gouger. 
But when Miss Piggy refuses to wrestle her, Kermit is forced to step into the ring, disguised as the mysterious Miss Mask. When Granny body slams him, however, an, arranged, an enraged Piggy knocks her out. This is a weird-ass episode, dude. I can't wait to see this episode. And the front, I don't think, is in black and white. I don't know why I remember it in black and white. It's made in 1976. Okay. So it's the year before this. Is that Dom DeLuise? No, that's Zero Mistel. Oh. Look. Oh, okay. Look like Dom. And, um... Oh, let me read you what this is about. In the 1950s, restaurant cashier Howard Price, Woody Allen, is apathetic towards the pol- the politics around him. When a blacklisted screenwriter, Michael Murphy, asks Howard to sell a script under his own name, Howard sees an opportunity to make a profit and becomes a front for several blacklisted writers. But after he witnesses the social social destruction of comedian Zero Mistel, Howard sees the corruption of McCarthyism and decides to do something to make a difference. This is director Martin Ritt. This movie is so good. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. It it's, it's powerful. Yeah, it's powerful because it really happened. And I think it's important to remember these things because literally people were arrested. Mm-hmm. They were blacklisted Meaning they couldn't this was work. Like they couldn't get their job in the fifties. Like, yeah, big time. It was terrible. Government it was like, enforced cancel culture. And these are not like people who were actors in the fifties were not making millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. Like you know, like Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt are now. Uh-huh. It's like these talented performers. Like they were not only blacklisted from Hollywood, but from stage, mm-hmm. from the theater. And I mean, I don't know. It just it's. It's moving mm-hmm. to to remember it. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, sorry, I'm like getting all like. Yeah, it's cool. I'm excited for this now because yeah. we're gonna see him in in the Muppets. I'm very excited to see him in the Muppets because I know what a like a, a comedian and a physical actor he is. Because on um, top of having a fucking voice. Oh, absolutely. Do you know that if you lie and say you're like uh, they don't check. If you're like a professor or a teacher or something like that, you can actually go to the New York Public Library. You can mm-hmm. get a temporary library card and you could watch old Broadway shows on one of these things, like one of these like weird. Microfiche. Not microfiche, kind of but it's like this weird sort of TV thing that they have. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. Not only Broadway shows, but like some like off Broadway shows. Highly recommend it. I got to watch Fiddler on the Roof on Broadway. Mm-hmm. On at the New York Public Library. Yeah. So, and that and a couple of, like, Tennessee Williams plays or whatever. But, like, it is a public, I guess, service that yeah. people should utilize. Because they're just, like, documenting. They're documenting the it, yeah. And to see shows. theater, and it's, like, obviously it's not, like, being there in person. But, no. like, you get to see the acting and the facial expressions. All those years ago, and, like, yeah. How, like, there's... You can tell when somebody is like a stage actor mm-hmm. versus just only movie. It's very different. Yeah. There's depth to stage acting. And I feel like that's why British actors sometimes are like just like so powerful uh-huh. and really good because I feel like most of them are formally trained as stage actors. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of Hollywood is like, well, you're beautiful. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, and then on that same note, you see some stage actors act in film or something and you're like, wow, they're 
playing for the back of the room on oh, yeah. the small screen or Exactly. Like, it like yikes. doesn't necessarily work it either. Yeah, yeah reel it in. Weird. Yeah. Well, but I'm anyway. looking forward to that episode. Yeah, uh, me week, too. On the Muppets. Join with us. Join with us. Jesus Christ. Why can't I talk ever when I'm wrapping up? Wrapping up. So next week we'll be watching the Zero Must... Zero. Next week we'll... (laughs) Next week we're going to see the Zero Must Tell episode of the Muppets. Please join us. Our Twitter handle is... I-T-T-W-T-M. Thank you for knowing that you had to say that. On Instagram and Twitter. You can follow us there. We have shirts that are available. You can buy them. The link is in the bio for this episode. And until next week. Thanks for the gumball, Mickey. I should say Kermit. Kermit.